Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Welcome to Bois, a King of the Hill rewatch podcast. I am Mike. And I'm Rusty. He's Rusty, and he's got a mouthful of Kinder Buenos. Kinder Buenos, yeah. Yeah, uh, in the individual serve packages. Yeah, they're good, too. Yeah, I've seen the Kinder Buenos in the big, you know, bars, but uh, I've never seen them yeah. in the little tiny yeah, these self-serve, are like the, the self-serve, whatever. Single, the, these are Fun the Kinder size. Bueno minis. Fun size. Yeah. Um, I've never understood that phrase. Smaller doesn't make it more fun. No. Yeah. It was delicious, though. I think any girl in her prom night will tell you that. All right. So we are at uh, season four, episode 11, Old Glory. Um, Old I'd, Glory, indeed. I did not remember this episode until I watched it again. Um, I, I don't know if it was one that just didn't stick out to me for some reason, but, you know, it's not one that I think of when I think back to King of the Hill. Yeah, I don't know. This is a, yeah, it's a weird episode. It's a good one. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it at all. It is different, though. It's not one that I quite remember either. There's not a ton of story here, you mm-hmm. know? Um, know. But it's but it's very good. All right, so we start off in Peggy's uh, quote-unquote office, uh, of course, with the uh, hot water heater. Not sure why I call it a hot water heater. You don't want to heat your hot water. Uh, and uh, she is typing away, Then she noticed that there's a little crumb in the keyboard. Uh, she uses her... Uh, what do you call those dust busters? That's that's hanging on the wall to vacuum up the oh machine. yeah the little yeah dust vacuums thing, yeah. up the little uh, crumbs out of her keyboard the handheld one yeah she sucks one of them up uh, and she says uh, yeah no problem it, well while she's sucking it up it sucks up the exclamation key uh, key <laughs> from the keyboard as well and she says ah exclamation points a crutch, crutch anyway. anyway that's funny yeah uh, she goes, maybe oh, that's a clever maybe music. that is a clever musing so we know that she's sitting there writing musings. Um, and I, I did make a note here. Um, this is the second episode in a row where we're talking about Peggy's computer. Yeah. That is an so old-ass computer. Yeah, so actually, uh, we got a little... Uh, Keypro? Right? Yeah, we got a little... Yeah, K-Pro? so so, so this is... Uh, this episode was actually produced 
before our last episode. That's what I thought. So a lot of episodes. So a lot of times in the TV industry and the animation industry and all kinds of things like that, uh, especially in shows that don't have a lot of hard continuity. Yeah. You'll get where the, they'll be out of production, you right. know, whatever the order right. is. Right. They're sure. produced, not necessarily the order they're released. Yeah. This is a perfect example of that. So in this, she still has the the, pr- the Daisy Wheel printer. Right. She still has the uh, K-Pro. So Dude, this I'm, is before Helenium. I'm telling you, that K-Pro, that is, that's the old school um, uh, just word processor machine. You know, it's got a five and a quarter inch floppy slot. Oh, you're I mean, talking about the the really, really, oh th- that's the God. big ones that are like that, right? Yeah, yeah, the big five and a quarter inch floppies, uh, and it's got the the black screen with the orange letters on it. Uh, it is, uh, that is a very, very old. Very computer. old, very old. But she's sitting there writing her musings, uh, and obviously she prints them all out and puts them in a folder, uh, which uh, we find out a little bit later. Uh, Bobby comes through as she's doing this, and he says, Mom, I'm, a, I'm home from school. I think I'm going to go soak my feet. That's, that's a Bobby <laughs> that's, that's a Bobby thing. That's definitely a Bobby thing. He's going to go soak his feet. She says, oh, tough day, Bobby. He goes, ah, we got this new sub. And, of course, Peggy immediately makes it about her. What's her name? Uh, Mrs. Donovan. Donovan. Oh, she's been out of the game for three years getting her master's degree or something. Like it's a bad thing that this lady is getting a master's degree. She said, why would they pick her instead of me? Bobby's like, uh, maybe it's alphabetical. <laughs> nope, no, 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 no. That was struck down in Zagarillo versus State of Texas. Oh, just like Donovan to swipe my gig. Meantime, I'm stuck in here all day grunting out musings for 10 cents a word. Uh, Bobby says, well, there's plenty of room in the soap bucket. So now we uh, we transition. This is kind of our B story with Bill here. Yeah. Uh, we transition over to Fort Blanda. And um, I don't know how many times we actually see Bill working out, you know, like during – during his time on the base. Mostly we see him cutting hair. Mostly, yeah. But he's in his army shirt and he's playing tetherball all by himself, which is maybe the saddest thing you can possibly do. Play tetherball <laughs> alone? <laughs> Play tetherball uh, by yourself. Yeah, it is because it requires another person. It does. And just beating a ball that's hanging on a stick is, is just is you sad. beating a ball on the end of a stick. You're it not really doing anything. It's not a sport. Productive. Yeah, it's it, not productive. It seems like your problems are just coming right back to you. But uh, uh, we hear the uh, the guys uh, marching by, and you know how they do the their cadence. They're saying, "I don't know, but I've been heard." Rusky's ass is mighty red. So they're 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 shouting about Russians. They're uh, called ditties. Oh, they called ditties. They're called okay. like D I D D Y ditties. Then we hear another one. I don't know, but I've been told Eskimo's ass is mighty cold. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which I'm not sure you can say that anymore. When I was in uh, I was in JROTC Navy Junior ROTC in high yeah. school, uh-huh. and uh, they used to do s- stuff like that. Uh, I used to sleep in a big brass bed, big brass bed. Now all I do is clean the head. Yeah, uh, I remember those. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, Mama, Mama, can't you see? What the Navy's done to me, you know. Yeah. And you would just yeah. do little songs yeah. like that. Sure. And what it is, it's uh, it it sucks to have to go do that for anybody. So yeah. even the leadership doesn't want to go do all this stuff, but it's just sure, a part sure. of the discipline and the regimen. So to make it fun for everybody, fun they don't call it fun. Yeah. They, w- they would never say the word fun. Yeah. But to make it fun, they do them. Di- they call them ditties. Yeah. And uh, there's like actual like if you go to on bases and stuff like that, and go right. to where they have their. Uh, stores and stuff, their their uh, like the uh, their exchanges mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. They have CDs of just ditties. You know, really, a hundred ditties on this. Well, it's kind of like thing. sea shanties or whatever, right? Yeah, it's I that mean, kind of thing. That kind of thing. But and the best ones are the Marines. 
because they do this like singing things like lefty lefty righty leo, and really? they do like this kind of like cadence thing where huh. they sing. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It's interesting. Yeah, I, well, I didn't know about it either until I was in JROTC in high school and uh, learned about it. So Bill is over ago. there playing uh, uh, playing tetherball all by himself, which again is is super sad. sad. Super sad. Uh, he sees a flag burning ceremony over to the side. So uh, he's like, uh, he's like, something hey. I actually know about too. Really, uh, uh, from JROTC, uh, we actually cut up flags. Yeah, and went and participated in some of these flag burnings. Gotcha. And uh, that's the the proper way to dispose of them. Sure. Is yeah. to remove. You have to remove the stars uh-huh. from the bar. You can't burn it as a whole flag. Yeah. You have to cut the star out of the because that's what we were doing. So we would cut the star out of the flag, yeah. and that was our job. They would bring all these old flags to us, and we would just sit there and cut the stars off the flags, and then they would take the flags and they would do the official. Like the you know the official military ceremony of burning the flags and everything. Yeah. There's like a whole ceremonious thing about uh, retire. They call it retiring the flag. Right. Right. Yeah. So he um, doesn't really understand this flag burning ceremony. So he he yeah. speaks up and he's like, Hey, hey, that flag's getting awfully close to the fire for my comfort and for the flags. Uh, the uh, the officer there he says uh, pursuant to United States Code uh, Title Thirty Six Section One Seventy Six K when a flag becomes faded and worn it's burned with honor. Bill says, yeah, but uh, that's the flag I saluted for the last 20 years. I was hazed under that flag. Well, that's not a good thing, Bill. That's not really a good thing at all. He says, uh, I was married under that flag. Permission to give that flag a loving home, sir. I will raise her every morning at dawn. I will lower her every night before dusk. I will store her. The guy interrupts him and says, do you have a 90-foot pole? He goes, I've got a 40-foot pole, sir. He gives him a bad look. He goes, well, I will go to Home Depot, sir. (laughs) So yeah, they don't like solutions. They don't want to oh, hear your problems. They oh, want to no, know no, what no. your solution no, to the problem is. No problems. Is. Yeah. We need solutions, yeah. Uh, now we're at Tom Landry Middle School. Uh, Mrs. Donovan, uh, the substitute teacher, is passing out papers. She says, I have your essays. She goes, normally I try not to give too many A's, but this time it didn't really come up, which that's a little rough, <laughs> Miss Donovan. Rough, yeah. uh, Bobby gets his paper back. It's got an F circled in red, and it says, see me on it. So he goes up to Mrs. Donovan after the, uh, after, uh, the class lets out. And he goes, oh, you wanted to see me, Mrs. Donovan? She goes, no, I just wanted to confirm that you can read. Damn, Mrs. Donovan. Wow, that's wow, terrible. That's <laughs> rough. That's really rough. <laughs> Donovan's got it. Uh, okay, the same uh, that night we're at dinner with the Hills. There's no Luann at the table, but the three are there, uh, Bobby, Hank, and Peggy. Uh, Hank says, an F in English. Bobby, you speak English. <laughs> yeah, apparently not very well. <laughs> Peggy says, Hank, it's not entirely. And that's such a dad thing to say, though. Oh, oh anytime gosh, yeah. I, like, I never ever really got yeah. bad grades in English, but anytime my grade was below, like, an A, or if, if I got, like, a B, or yeah. maybe, like, a high C, or yeah. whatever, for whatever reason, yeah. like, even if it was just during the halfway mark of the oh, six sure. weeks, it would be like, why well, you got a C in English? <laughs> you speak you, you English. speak English. Well, that's the same thing with Spanish, you know, all those kids that were in Spanish, like, in, when I was yeah. teaching middle school and stuff, you're like, you speak Spanish, why is it? The problem is that it's that it's a very uh, book type Spanish. You know, it's not the it's not the same. Yeah, thing, it's not yeah. the same thing at all. Uh, Peggy speaks up and goes, "Hank, it's not entirely Bobby's fault. Uh, that Donovan has had it in for me ever since I was assigned the parking space under the tree. She hates me and is just taking it out on you. No, this is not an F paper. It's a solid D." Well, thanks, Peggy. That's, yeah, that's God. shooting for the stars there. <laughs> she, she can't even make it's your own kid. Come on. That's what know. I'm saying. She can't even you make it. You can at least give him a better. C. <laughs> Bobby says, what does it matter? Mrs. Donovan's making me come up with a new topic. She'll probably give me another F. Thanks to you, Mom. Well, that's a good way to hand it back to her, Bobby. 
Uh, now we get Hank, Bill, and Dale marching out this brand-new flagpole that Bill has bought. Uh, we just see them go by one at a time. This flagpole, again, a 90-foot flagpole is so long that you see Hank pass with it over his shoulder, and then you see Dale, but he's just kind of hanging on to it. He's not even <laughs> he's helping. Not even helping at all. And then Bill bringing up the end. Dale never helps. Uh, and they take it over, and um, it was like the old man's funeral. Oh yeah, everybody else yeah. is holding That's it. Right. All Dale That's had to right. do is carry his weight, and everybody right. would have been fine. <laughs> they're they then they kind of a, it's kind of a. Uh, a thing where we see them carry the flagpole, we see them working, all this stuff, and now anything they're doing, Dale's usually not not participating. Oh. It's like when the the couch, oh yeah, the, when yeah, they were yeah, moving yeah. the couch and everything into the the alleyway couch, he thing. does not, yeah, he, he does not yeah. pull his weight. Uh, they're about to uh, pour the cement in for the. Not cement. only does he not pull his weight, he adds his he entire adds, weight. He, he adds, adds weight issues, to the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we see where they're going to pour in the cement pad, and Hank stops them for a second and looks down there. Uh, number one, he gets the shovel out so they don't pour the cement on the shovel. Then number two, he pulls Boomhauer out of the hole so they don't cover Boomhauer in cement. cement. Yeah. And then all four of them raise the flagpole, and it looks like that famous Iwo Jima. Iwo Jima. Yeah. 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 Uh, the big, uh, the, the, the Marine Corps Iwo Jima flag they've, raising. They've got it up, and this flag, this this is the biggest flag I've ever seen in my life. This, this Massive rem- flag. This yeah. reminds me of, like, some of those – car dealerships like in dallas or something you'll see and they'll have this flag that's like 16 city blocks wide or whatever i mean this thing is huge. it's huge oh yeah, my it's god it's like you could see that it you could see it from blocks away oh you could see it from miles away you could see it from space uh but this is a giant flag towering over rainy street old glory so now uh we see bobby in his room and he's trying to come up with with another subject you know and uh, he's thinking and he hears the flag hit the window, uh, and he goes, oh, wind. And then, he, no, flag. He sees the flag because it hits again, and so now he's going to do a thing on the flag. Uh, he goes into the living room where Hank is uh, watching TV and drinking a beer. Peggy's got a little magazine that she's flipping through. He goes, Mom, Dad, I finally picked an essay topic, Why Bobby Hill Loves America. And, of course, to Hank, this is music to his ears. He's like, I'd like to see your teacher give an F to the U.S. of A., and Peggy says, Hank, that woman could fail ice cubes to the Eskimos. I don't know what that <laughs> means. It means nothing. Well, she messed it up at sell ice cubes to Eskimos. That is, that is, is what the expression would be. But she just <laughs> That's the second mention of Eskimos in Have this episode. Have you ever episode. seen Trailer Park Boys? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the Ricky-isms. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what does he say? Uh, water under the fridge <laughs> or rocket appliance. It's not rocket appliance. Rocket appliance. Just, yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, next, we go to Bobby laying on his bed. Uh, there you go, that's he, another podcast. Trailer Park Boys. They got like right. thirteen seasons. <laughs> just all the all the isms. Yeah. Uh, he's laying on his bed. He's kind of giving up. You know, he's he's just uh, he doesn't know what to do with it. Uh, Peggy comes to the door. She goes, "How's it going, honey?" He goes, "Oh, not so good." He goes, "Mom, do you ever have trouble getting started when you write your musings?" Here's shitty Peggy. She says, uh, she just nope. kind of laughs and goes, "Nope, not at all. Yeah. No, nope. I just sit down and write what I feel." I Peggy Hill the heck out of it. Okay, we're going to need an opening line, one that's going to grab people's attention. And Bobby's just like, uh, she goes, anything. He goes, oh, how about uh, US of A stands for United States of America? Oh, that's crappy. I'm going to get another F. And Peggy says, well, with that attitude and a poorly written essay, yes. Damn, Peggy. Bobby says, uh, you've got a great attitude, Mom. You could, you could probably write a great essay. Bobby knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, he knows exactly Peggy, what he's doing. Peggy is like only – And that's the thing is oh. – is 
everybody he could play her like a fiddle because oh, he absolutely he, you know he, he knows her so well and she's that easy all you got to do is challenge her intellect oh yeah and she'll anytime. do anything to try to prove her intellect anytime. even if even if she doesn't have very much just just play on her ego anytime you play on her ego you got it uh he she says uh yeah i could write a good essay only because i'm a professional writer well are you peggy she goes now let's see how about something like you take the u out of usa what do you get essay an essay. Well, that sucks, Peggy. She goes, that will explain to you why Bobby Hill loves America. He goes, Mom, you're on a roll. She goes, oh, well, Bobby, just get me a soda. Uh, <laughs> what kind of soda do you think she drinks? I know what kind of soda she drinks. What's that? Uh, he brings her a grape soda. Oh, he Because her during her writing, he, he switches it out for another one. I would have said club. Yeah, I would think so, too. She drinks static like, water. Yeah, like TV static. <laughs> um. So we get this little montage of Peggy just sitting in Bobby's room writing, uh, Bobby changing out her grape soda, uh, Bobby laying on the bed playing the Game Boy while she's doing this, and then finally Bobby falls asleep in his bed. She pulls the covers up to him and then just lays the essay right next to his head. Uh, the next day at school, uh, Bobby's at his locker. He goes to shut the door, and boom, there's his mother, and he says, yeah, uh, scares the crap out of him. He goes, Mom, what are you doing here? You're not teaching today. Uh, she goes, no, I wasn't asked to. I thought I'd stop by and see if Miss Donovan got a chance to grade your essay. Did she? I mean, again, she could care less what Bobby gets. She don't care. She's wanting a good grade for it's herself. Gratification for herself. That's all yeah. it is. That's all it is. Some weird, like it's all you know. It's not as weird, but it's almost as weird as those people who look young and go to kids' schools and pretend to be oh. at their schools. Oh. Like, I see it all the time. But I, I honestly don't know how some people get past, like, all these administrators and stuff like that. Yeah, they Like, shouldn't. they get all the way to sitting down next to these kids and no. they're in schools. Like, no. like the, the And the only thing that ever gives them away is the kids recognize that well, it's sure. some strange yeah. the human kids can being tell. in their space. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like... It's like when the the kids, uh, oh man, what movie is it? It's it's like the trope where they the two kids in a overcoat. Oh yeah, where they're like standing on each other. And other's. the adults yeah, can yeah, tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the kids yeah. can tell when yeah. the adults try to do the yeah. same thing yeah. backwards. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, you, you can't absolutely. pretend to be a kid to a kid. Next thing we see is in the <laughs> teacher's lounge. Peggy comes and sits right next to Miss Donovan. She's uh, she goes, "Hello, Peggy." Peggy. Uh, so they're oh, both of their Peggy names too, are Peggy. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, actually, uh, here we go, let's go back to the Artie Files here. Uh, the Artie Facts. Artie files. It's funny, too, because anytime, anytime he adds a Peggy fact now, yeah. uh, and it's Peggy being an asshole, he yeah. does hashtag shitty Peggy <laughs> on, his, on his fact sheet <laughs> here. I great. like that. Good job, Artie. But uh, so the voices, so the voices in here, I'll go ahead and just run down through a yeah, few of please. them. Uh, well, not even a few of them, just one. Uh, Peggy Donovan is voiced by Heather Locklear. Oh, really? So wow. if you don't know who Heather Locklear, she was on Dynasty, TJ Hooker, Melrose Place. And the one that I watched the most of her in was Spin City. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Michael J. I Fox. I completely forgot she was in Spin City. And then huh. later on, Charlie Sheen finished yeah. that one off. Completely forgot about that. Yeah, she was also married to uh, Tommy Lee. Uh, she also married uh, Richie Sambora. And she also dated David Spade. <laughs> and uh, that's, since that's 2008, quite a, that's quite a run there. Yeah, she had a lot of alcohol, drug-related incidents. Yeah, and I think she was also tied to Charlie Sheen at one point, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, I think she's I think during she's the Spin City days. I her and Charlie Sheen. Now. And if you know anything about Charlie Sheen, he's a oh. he's a fucking warlock. Ooh. Smoking seven gram rocks. He is rough, <laughs> man. Uh, rough. It was it was gold. It was it was comedy gold when he was he was on his little like TV rant after he was winning. Uh, yeah, he was. I'm winning. winning. 
after he started shitting on Chuck Lorre and everything oh, yeah. and doing that whole oh, yeah. crazy little thing he went on. That oh, was insane. It was good TV, though. It was great TV. It was him and, uh, oh, the guy from um, um, uh, Christmas Vacation, uh, Uncle Eddie. Um, Shitter's full. Um, you know who I'm talking about. He went nuts, too. Uh, oh, uh, damn it. What damn. is his name? Anyway, yeah, it'll come to me here. So now we're in the teacher's uh, teacher's lounge. She sits right next to her and she says, Peggy, Peggy. She goes, listen, uh, my son wanted me to ask you if you got a chance. Oh, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. There you go. <coughs> yeah. yeah, he went insane, too. I like think he was always a little. All those, all those videos of him uh, having sex with that woman in a, in a um, motel room while he was uh, taking down the government or whatever. <laughs> Oh, yeah, just yeah, insanity. Yeah, just crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, she goes, listen, my son wanted me to ask you if you got a chance to grade his essay. She goes, no, no, I hadn't had a chance yet. Uh, she goes, you know, a quick turnaround when uh, marking a student's paper is the most important rule of teaching. Uh, Heather Locklear or the other Peggy says, uh, yes, well, I wish I could stay in chit-chat, but I've got to teach a class. And you? She goes, uh, well, I, I could stay in chat because Peggy has nothing to do, nothing to do. Uh, later on in the hall, Bobby is at his locker again. He closes it, and boom, there's Mrs. Donovan. He's like, yeah. Uh, she says, Bobby, may I have a word with you? Uh, and then Peggy comes up. She goes, honey, Bobby, you forgot your pencil this morning. She kind of reaches into her culottes trying to get find him a pencil, and she goes, oh, well, so did I. Uh, and so she's obviously there for another reason. Uh, the teacher says, oh, I'm glad you're here. I was just about to return your son's essay. Bobby's like, wow, an A. And Peggy's like, oh, yeah. She goes, so, just an A, not an A+. plus. She goes, well, you'll have to tell me how you came up with that opening line. Uh, and then both of them start to talk, Peggy and Bobby, and Peggy catches herself, and he says, uh, well, when I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you, Mrs. Donovan. I was stuck, so I went to mine. He kind of looks at Peggy, and she expects him to say, my mother. Uh, she says, uh, well, uh, all I did was... And then he's he continues and just says, that and came to me while I was taking a bath. I and find then he... And then yeah. he kind of like switch. You can see like oh, a switch yeah. in him. Oh, yeah. And yeah, he kind of yeah. slips into this like, all right, this he's going to yeah. act it up. Yeah. He said, I find my best ideas come to me when I'm soaking in the tub, sipping on a cup of cocoa. All right, Bobby. Uh, Peggy says, well, that's very interesting because when I'm stuck on a musing column, what I like to do is find someone helpful to bounce ideas off of. She's really fishing for that compliment, boy. And Bobby says, eh, that's not really my style. What works for me, you see, is the cocoa. <laughs> he's just like, no, 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 get out of here. Teacher says, that's because you're a writer, Bobby. Your mother's just a muser. Looks like the torch has been passed and it's finally been lit. And boy, do we get a pissed, Peggy. Yeah, she's I pissed. Mean, pissed. All right, and that is the first commercial break of this episode, and we will take that and we'll be right back. Well, let me tell you, Rusty, uh, eating healthy used to be a struggle for me, but that was before I discovered the Blendjet 2 Portable Blender. The Blendjet 2. Now when fast food temptation strikes, I just blend up a delicious and nutritious protein shaker smoothie. You know, they gave us a whole bunch of those uh, little packages that came with the blender. Yeah. And there's some really good flavors in there. I mean, there's some like that matcha thing. The green matcha? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are pretty damn good. Uh, Blendjet 2 is portable, so you can blend up smoothies at work, uh, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. Mm. It's small enough to fit uh, in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Maybe a human thumb. Don't, it doesn't. Don't put your thumb in it. Blendjet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. Lasts for 15-plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C, which has saved us all. There's nothing worse than turning that USB thing over and over finally finding how it plugs in you know 
Oh, yeah. USB-C saved us all. USB-C saved us all. Best of all, Blendjet 2 cleans itself. (laughs) Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. Uh, There's 30-plus colors and patterns to choose from. There's a Blendjet 2 to complement just about any style. I have, um, we have a pink one? Lavender. I think ours is lavender. Uh, yeah. Mine is the Toy Story Aliens. Oh, yeah. It's like the Pizza Planet one. Ooh, yeah. That Ooh. one. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, they've got some really cool uh, uh, colors, and yeah. but I really like the patterns. I know one of the people here got one that looks like Woody the Sheriff. Is there a code mm. with them? There is a code. What are you waiting for? Go to blendjet.com and glab, gra- <laughs> grab yours glibity, today. Glibity glab glob. it today. Glibity, glibity, glob. Uh, and when you do glab it, uh, make sure you use the promo code. bwaaa one That's to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the Blendjet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the Blendjet 2 portable blender. Go to Blendjet.com and use the code BWAAA12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. Blendjet 2, formerly known as Blendjet. (laughs) Hey, everyone, it's me, your puzzle-loving pal. Did you know I was a puzzle-loving pal? I didn't know you were a puzzle-loving pal. <laughs> i got to tell you about my latest obsession. It's Wongo Puzzles. Uh, these things are the real deal. They are high-quality, handcrafted, and perfect for anyone who loves a good challenge but doesn't want to dedicate their entire kitchen table to puzzles for a week. Trust me, I have been there. I will tell you this. Uh, my parents, you know, they're very old and decrepit, and uh, they make... Uh, they they do puzzles all the damn time. Yeah, like there's always a table that what has else like an unfinished do, right? puzzle. Yeah, it's either that or I don't know. Die. Feel, <laughs> feel your bones. Uh, so they these puzzles, these Wongo puzzles, they are a hundred percent wooden. Uh, they'll last forever. Uh, each piece is hand drawn. Just think about that for a second. Each piece is hand-drawn, so no two pieces are the same, and you'll discover some fun, whimsy pieces as you work through it. Whimsy. They come in a custom wooden box, which is perfect for stories and gifting. You know, before we started doing this, I didn't realize how many people I know already have these Wongo puzzles. I mean, they're they're apparently pretty... pretty You can't go wherever Juan go. (laughs) With uh, stunning designs and unique shapes, Wongo puzzles are a cut above the rest. I loved doing the snow globe puzzle myself. It was great to pull out a puzzle and be done in a night and not have it on the table for a week. Uh, So what are you waiting for? Let's go to Wongo Puzzles, W-O-N-G-O Puzzles.com and pick a puzzle today. And be sure to use the promo code B-W-A-A-A for 10% off your order. It's the most fun you'll have with a puzzle guaranteed or your money back. Go to W-O-N-G-O puzzles.com and use your code B-W-A-A-A to get 10% off your order and get puzzling right now. And we is back. Um, the next thing we get, Peggy is again in her, uh, her office uh, on her word processor. And yeah. she's just typing away. She says, credit where credit is due is not just a phrase for bankers and lawyers. She goes, oh, good, but not great. Uh, Lou Ann comes to the door, and Lou Ann goes, well, why don't you just get Bobby to help you? He got an A, Aunt Peggy. Let's be <laughs> honest. When was the last time me or you got an A? And Peggy's like, May 24th, 1974. She knows exactly when the last time she got an A. It must have been her senior year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it would have to be. That day dates My dad wasn't even born yet. <laughs> My dad was 14. Your dad was 14 in 1974? Mm-hmm. I was five. His dad was, uh, like, in his 50s. Wow. 
Wow. In 1974, he was in his 50s? Yeah, my grandpa was born yeah. in 1912. Oh, wow. But to, like, give a, a, a comparison, yeah, my mom's grandpa was born in 1903. Yeah. So my, my grandpa, from my dad's side... He was 60? Uh, he was closer in age to my great-grandfather yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. wow. Uh, next thing we see is Bobby uh, in the cafetorium. Uh, with a crowd of kids around him, and he's just like sipping that milk like he's a big shot. Sipping that milk. Uh, Bobby says, I find that adverbs are overrated and that your adjectives are your real go-to, guys. Okay, Bobby, nobody cares. Principal Moss comes up and goes, hey, there's my little Shakespeare. we got a pep rally coming up, and I want you to read that essay of yours to the children. Bobby kind of looks around and goes, all right, I'll do it for the children. For the kids, <laughs> yeah, got to do it for the kids. Next, we get Peggy. Uh, she <laughs> is in the kitchen at the Hill House. Uh, she's reading some papers. Um, and she goes, uh, Hank, take a look at these and tell me I'm not crazy. And she starts handing these to Hank and Hank says, uh, my husband's love affair with beer and why I'm not jealous. Hmm. Well, I do like beer <laughs> for Hank. Everything <laughs> yeah. is just face value. Well, yeah, I do you like know? beer. Peggy goes, uh-huh. I thought it was great too, but apparently the arts editor, their Arlen bystander thinks people are much more interested in celebrity birthdays and reading my musings. Hank taken back by this. He goes, they stopped running your musings. Peggy says, oh, Hank, they think the public doesn't care what's on my mind. Hank, well, we don't, Peggy. But uh, Hank says, much, yeah. Hank says, don't give up, Peggy. Hey, look at Bobby. He got an F and bounced right back. This is like an F for you. All you need to do is find a good topic like Bobby did, though it, w- it wouldn't go near the flag. Bobby's pretty much written the final word on that. This is just killing Peggy inside, right? I mean, this is this is really getting her into a ball. And she's just finally, she's like, I wrote Bobby's episode. Yeah. And Hank says, what? No, no, the flag inspired Bobby to greater heights. She goes, no. It, it was, was all me. It was all me. Another yes. shitty Peggy oh, thing. she's got to take credit. Well, oh. that's the thing is, is she didn't, that's the thing I, like, I don't get about Peggy at all right here is she didn't want the credit to begin with yeah. because she let him write and mm-hmm. she, she let him go off and start his deal. Yeah. But now she's pissed because he's getting too much credit. Yeah. Yeah, she wants all so the credit, but she doesn't the, want anybody to know she yeah, has the credit, the but she still here? wants the credit. Yeah, what's, yeah, what's, so. what's your point here? Oh, her <laughs> point is she's an ass. Yeah. Uh, he goes, uh, you wrote the whole thing? She goes, you know he's never even thanked me, not once. And would it kill him to say people to say to people, my mom helped me with that line, or my mom wrote the essay, or I had nothing to do with it? Well, that's a lot, Peggy. Yeah. Hank <laughs> says, well, I agree. He shouldn't take the credit, but you shouldn't have written it for him in the first place. From where I'm sitting, you're both screwed up. Now, what are you going to do about it? She says, well, I cannot speak for Bobby. He goes, well, you have no problem writing for him. She goes, damn straight, I got an A. Damn, Peggy, damn. Uh, the next, wow. thing, next thing we see is Con, inside Con's house. It's dark, um, and Con and men are in bed. Con is dreaming, uh, and he's kind of muttering, uh, Gwyneth Suits a Newsome phone, where's my lunch? <laughs> and men rolls over and goes, Con, wake up, it's 1030. Uh, and he's, she goes, you're late for work. He goes, what? No, it's still dark out. He looks out the window, and that giant flag Flag's is covering his, his whole window. damn house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So he flag. thinks it's the middle of the night. That uh, is a little obnoxious for a flag oh, for a it's neighborhood. Oh, it's huge. It's huge. Uh, the next thing we see is Khan going out in his bathrobe to take down the giant flag. Uh, Bill comes to his back door, and he's in nothing but a towel. And he goes, Con, you touch that flag, and that'll be the last thing you ever touch. You very rarely hear hear Bill threaten somebody. But but Bill has the capacity. So oh oh, Bill's nuts. Yeah, yeah he has the absolutely. capacity. Well, not only is he nuts, he's he's proven himself to be physically capable of hurting. Something, oh sure so. sure absolutely absolutely. But he's in that towel, and they start chasing each other around. 
finally, Khan runs off, uh, and the towel falls off Bill, and we get naked Bill naked right in the middle Bill. of the or yep. middle of the street. Bill's his, balls with his little shriveled butt. Uh, next, uh, we're at the soccer field. Bobby, that was very progressive, though, to show ass on television. It really was, even if it's animated ass. Yeah. Uh, next, we're at the soccer field. Bobby is up on the top of the bleachers. Here comes Car- Clark Peters. Hey, Bobby. Uh, and he goes, hey, Clark. Uh, he goes, I've never said anything, but I really admire your writing. He goes, uh-huh. If I had a gift like yours, I'd share it. He goes, oh, that's nice. He goes, my favorite hobby is due Thursday. And you see him just kind of slide the paper over to Bobby on the on the bench. I'll turn it in Friday so they don't get suspicious. And then it shows down at the bottom of the bleachers, there's all these kids just clamoring for Bobby to start writing their their essays. That night, we're at the Hill House. Um, We're in Peggy's office, and uh, Bobby comes in there, and she goes, you have something you want to say to me? Because she's still upset, you know. Yeah. Bobby's like, yeah, well, everyone's asking me to help them with their papers because, well, you know, I am the best writer in school. She goes, really? Well, you're not even the best writer in this school. I am. I wrote that essay. Me. He goes, I never said you didn't. She goes, yes, you did. Now, if you don't mind, I have to get back to my musing column because no one is going to write it for me. Bobby says, I thought they, I thought the bystander wasn't running your musings anymore. She goes, yeah, well, the time it took them to turn it down, my last batch, I've written 185 more, 161 of those being pure gold. The rest are resubmissions. Bobby gets this look on his face. Such an ass. Oh, it's such a shitty uh, thing to yeah, say. Yeah, she's a bitch. But he gets this look on his face because he sees the the file folder, you know, full of just all of those musings, and he has an idea. Next thing we see is middle of the night. Bobby is sneaking into Peggy's office, and he's reading those musings. Uh, he goes, uh, oh, if you like knitting, you'll love this yarn. <laughs> Clark Peters, my boy, you found your hobby. So he's just going to reuse all these musings to write these papers for these kids, which I don't really get because the musings are very, very short. Very short musings. Uh, well, that, that's the joke. I, get. I think that's a part of the joke is that her musings suck so bad and they're so little. They take up yeah. so much little real estate yeah. on the actual news page yeah. that, that is, it's Maybe <laughs> so. that bad. So now it's the next morning. Hank is eating cereal in the kitchen. Peggy comes in. She goes, did you read The Bystander this morning, Hank? And then she just, like, shoves it right in front of his face. He goes, no, not yet. Uh, he goes, huh, it's Frank Gorshin's birthday. And I wrote down who Frank Gorshin was, but then I realized on the next page, Hank tells us who he is. He goes, uh, he was the Riddler, you know, and he's the guy who played the Riddler in the yeah. original you yeah, know, Frank 60s Gorshin. Batman. Yeah, she which goes, uh, his birthday, according to Artie here, was April 5th. So that kind of sets oh, the, uh, okay. the episode. There you go. So it would, again, show that it was written out of order. But this was this aired in, like, November, I believe, right? It's either November or December. Oh, it's air? Yeah. This is the first one of the new year. Oh, it is? This I is after so. January? January okay. 9th, 2000. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, this is the first one of the new year. Not only is it the first one of the new year, it is the 71st episode. Uh, so that just gives you a idea of how yeah. many... We are now 52 weeks is a year plus 20, yeah. what, 21 more. Yeah. Is that, is that, was yeah. that right? Is that yeah. right, Matthew? Uh-huh. 21 more. Well, no, 20, uh, uh, what'd you say? 71? Yeah. So it'd be 19. 19, yeah. sorry. 19 yeah. more. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're deep. We're deep. We're deep. <laughs> we're deep. Yeah. Uh, she goes, next to the birthday column, Hank, he goes, oh, your musings are back. Hey, good for you, Peggy. Uh, how'd you do it? She goes, I bought ad space. Damn. 
She bought ad space in the paper that's just rough. to get her column back. That's rough. She goes, that's bad. <laughs> when they kick you out and then you pay to come back in. <laughs> you know, that's terrible. He it's goes, like being allowed to do something for free for so long, and then now you're paying to be he there. Goes, <laughs> he goes, uh-huh. She goes, damn right. Let the readers get hooked again. Man. That's when I pull the ad and wait for the call. Yeah, that call ain't coming, Peggy. Nah, that call ain't uh, coming. <laughs> we then see the the ad, which literally says advertisement over the top of it, and then says musings by Peggy Hill. Uh, the teacher, Mrs. Donovan, is looking at it, and she sees it and gets suspicious because she's reading through those, and then she's comparing them to the papers that are on her desk. Uh, the next thing we see is Peggy is at lunch at Tom Landry Middle School, so I'm assuming she is substituting or she just hangs out at the damn middle school all day. Yeah. Uh, the other teacher comes over and sits down with her tray, and she goes, hmm, so many people like to knit. Peggy goes, uh, oh, I see you read my column. She goes, oh, I read it twice. Well, thank you. Would you mind writing a letter to the editor to that effect? Because she's trying to get her column back up. Lady says, well, if I write one for you, I'd have to write one for Clark Peters. Peggy's like, well, if you think it would, I don't follow. She goes, it seems both you and Clark Peters both believe that, quote, when it comes to tea cozies, it's either crochet or the highway. Now, that doesn't sound like the Clark Peters I know. The Clark Peters I know likes to burn things. <laughs> and Peggy's like, oh, my God, I feel so plagiarized. She goes, plagiarism? That's a serious acquisition, acquisition or accusation. She shows her all of the different papers, and she goes, you might have to, uh, one might have to level uh, my entire seventh grade class, which has turned in papers on napkin rings, those useful things, autumn, love it or leaf it, and my favorite, did you know Emily's husband is having an affair with root beer? Don't worry, she's not jealous. <laughs> I love that one. That wow. one's great. Uh, Peggy says, uh, obviously, someone has hacked into my K-Pro. <laughs> well, no, Peggy, nobody's getting into your damn K-Pro with its 256 megs of memory. Uh, the lady says, I can't believe that. Uh, or or I can believe the nine children who told me that Bobby wrote their essays. <laughs> nine kids. Nine children. Dang. Peggy says, Bobby Hill, get over here. How dare you steal my musings? Bobby comes over. She goes, it's your fault for writing my essay and getting me an A. Nobody bothered me when I was a C student. <laughs> that was, that was kind of always my take on things. I would show up and get a C without being able to, st without studying or anything. And I just figured, eh, screw it. Nobody's going to bug me about a C. You know, I mean, that's the C's good enough to get by and yeah, I don't yeah, have yeah. to sit at the front or anything. Peggy says, Bobby. And then the teacher says, uh, well, now we're getting somewhere. If I may steal something from your musings, the sauce thickens. Peggy says, what do you want, huh? Money? I spent it all on that ad. The teacher says, I think the right thing to do would be to apologize. Peggy says, right. Bobby, tell her you're sorry. Jeez, Peggy, <laughs> damn. Uh, the lady says, no, not to me, but to the entire student body. And what better place than tomorrow's assembly? Uh, I suggest you each write your own apologies. Otherwise, I will file a formal complaint with Principal Moss. Peggy says, what did they teach you in that graduate school? The teacher says, how to survive. How and to then survive. she just kind of storms off with her tray. And that is the second commercial break in this episode. We will take that and we'll be right back. Hey, Rusty, did you know that you could be putting oil and chemicals in your coffee? No, I mean, I didn't know that. I mean, I love coffee creamer, but I don't think I've ever turned a bottle around to actually see what's inside. You know, recently I did, and I found out many of my favorite creamers, like especially the one my wife used to use, uh, they contain ingredients I would never intentionally add to my coffee cup, like canola oil, ooh, dye 
potassium phosphate, whatever that is. Terrible. Artificial flavors. I don't. I can't take artificial flavors a lot of the time. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm good on any flavoring. Taste, they taste. Gross. I like. I don't like flavors in my coffee. I like. Co- I like the earthen flavor of. Coffee. I mean, I love coffee. Don't get me wrong. I I do love it. I just um, I don't like all that crap in my coffee. Right. Yeah. No. Who does that? So let me tell you about Laird Superfoods then. Uh, they have better ingredients, amazing taste, and functional benefits. Uh, Laird Superfood Creamers are crafted from the highest quality all-natural real food ingredients. All Laird products are sustainably sourced and thoroughly tested to ensure that you're incorporating the cleanest, finest fuel into your routine. Now, they're all-natural. They've got whole food ingredients. Uh, They contain naturally occurring MCTs from coconut oil. and Everybody tells you coconut oil is good for you. Mm -hmm. There's no artificial flavors, no colors, no additives. Uh, no sugar from highly refined corn syrup. So that's a big deal right there. Um, if you take one thing you do every day and make it better, Laird developed his creamer himself to stay powered for a day on the waves. He was a big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton was, and he needed a morning fuel that could allow him to spend the entire day chasing the ultimate wave. So he made this creamer, and it is, uh, it, it's crazy, crazy good. Uh, Laird sources high-quality plant-based ingredients globally and puts an emphasis on U.S. sources whenever possible. They aim to source responsibly and sustainably and believe that the food you consume should be as good for the earth as they are for you. They have honest and transparent products and labels. Uh, If you try it, you won't go back. Um, They have functional superfood creamers, instant lattes, and prebiotic greens. They have a variety of snacks and supplements full of wholesome plant-based ingredients to keep you charged for wherever life takes you. So to get a deal on Laird Superfoods, I need you to go to zen.aibwaaa king of the hill. So that's zen.ai slash bwaaa king of the hill. And your offer code there is bwaaa. So Laird Superfoods makes a better creamer that keeps you powered all day, and it's better for you, the earth, and your coffee. What do you say, Rusty? You want to go get some coffee? Mmm. Coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Rusty? Yeah? Did you know that dehydration is the leading cause of daytime fatigue? Oh, no. I don't know about you, but like 2, 33 o'clock, I just hit a wall almost every day. I was shocked to learn that even mild dehydration can cause headaches, muscle weakness, brain fog. But luckily, there's a cure. Oh, there is? Actually, I should have said there's a solution. It's called cure. Cure hydration. Uh, The cure hydration is an oral rehydration solution, or ORS, uh, that contains the perfect balance of electrolytes. You know how important that is because plants crave it. Super important. And glucose to help your body absorb water and rehydrate quickly. The formula is made with all natural ingredients like coconut water, powder, and pink Himalayan salt. Whoopee. And it is free from artificial flavors, sweeteners, and preservatives. Cure Hydration is vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. Uh, that makes it a great option for anyone with dietary restrictions and preferences. Uh, the packets that they give you, they're convenient. They're easy to use. You just mix them with water and drink. They're perfect for on-the-go, travel, or anytime you need quick hydration. Uh, hydration is more than just drinking water, Rusty. It is, uh, that's what Lauren Picasso, a lifelong endurance athlete, discovered as she struggled to stay hydrated no matter how much water she drank. I've known people like that. My yeah, wife, my yeah, wife yeah. drinks so much water, it's crazy. Lauren found Cure, a science-backed electrolyte drink mix, to make hydration easy for everyone. 
Uh, Cure believes that hydration should be simple and effective, but also clean and natural. That's why they only use the highest ingredients and quality plant-based stuff to avoid any artificial or harmful additives. They're committed to transparency and honesty. All of their ingredients are clearly listed on their website and packaging, and they're always happy to answer any questions or concerns. So are you ready to combat dehydration? Absolutely. You, you can try Cure today and feel difference for feel the difference for yourself. Use your code. B-W-A-A-A. <laughs> Sorry, I blurred. You're good. For 20% off your order. Try Cure today and feel the difference for yourself. Use our special code. B-W-A-A-A. For 20% off your order. Uh, your coupon will be activated at checkout. Try Cure Hydration. Stop drying out. All right, and we are back uh, to finish up this episode, Season 4, Episode 11, Old Glory. Uh, we're in the Hill living room on the couch, um, and they are trying to figure out what they're going to do about this terrible plagiarism. Uh, Bobby says, I guess deep down inside, a part of me always knew I didn't deserve that A. Peggy goes, oh, God, when those students see me on stage, they're going to expect me to receive another substitute of the year. Substitute Teacher of the Year Award, not a self-administered tongue lashing. Uh-uh, I'm sorry, I can't do it. I won't. It's not fair to the students. Jeez. I just, it, it, it's... That's bad. I never... I don't want to apologize because it's not fair to somebody else. Sounds like somebody I, who doesn't want to say I'm sorry. I never thought Peggy was this crappy until we started doing this show. And now, seeing her words on this page and the way that she reacts to people or doesn't react to her own damn family. Yeah, it makes it way worse. She is a terrible person. I mean, you don't really realize. Like I said, we're doing like this dissection of the entire show. So yeah. we're, wa- we're, we're looking at, uh, we're reading each show's entire transcript. It's crazy. And her, yeah, her, her language is just. She would, be a, sh- she would be a lot of fun to write for. Because you yeah. know who you're who you're dealing Snarky. with here. Because bad guys are always easier to write for, you know. Yeah, but the bad guys always die. That's true. <laughs> or fall out of plane. <laughs> will she die in the in the upcoming? Will Peggy be a ghost and Hank will be alone? Oh, I like that. Wouldn't that be funny? Peggy's I mean, a ghost. wouldn't that Peggy just be a ghost? Uh, not funny, but wouldn't that be like? I'd be funny. Yeah. Interesting for the show. Hank says uh, she just haunts people instead. <laughs> well, she kind of haunts them now. Yeah. Uh, Hank says what you two did was wrong. You've not only disgraced the flag, you've disgraced the republic for which it stands. If I were you, I'd start writing your apologies, and if I were you, I'd hide yours from Bobby talking to Peggy. Yeah. Hank walks off. Bobby says it's all my fault, Mom. I'm so sorry. Peggy finally admitting something. She goes, I'm sorry, too, but I'll be damned if I'm going to get up on that stage and apologize to that woman. Well, you're really apologizing to the school. You're not apologizing to that woman, but whatever, Peggy. Bobby says, uh, we have no choice. If we don't go to the assembly, Mrs. Donovan's going to turn us into Principal Moss. Peggy says, oh, don't worry. We're going to go to that assembly, and we're going to put on one hell of a show. He says, what do you mean? She goes, those students don't need an apology. They need something to believe in, and that's what we'll give them. Boy loves his country, mother loves her son. It's an American as apple pie. And if Donovan says boo, they'll hang her for treason. I don't think that's going to happen, Peggy. I'm not real sure that treason is on the table here. Bobby, of course, from that, all he gets is the apple pie part, and he goes, yeah, I love apple pie. (laughs) Yeah, that's all he's worried about is apple pies. Peggy says, that flag got us into this mess, and that flag is going to get us out. At tomorrow's (laughs) assembly, we'll give those saps a good old-fashioned star-spangled snow job. We'll set it all up tonight. What the hell is a star-spangled snow job? I don't know. 
God, I don't even want to know. No that sounds like some weird, you know, sexual activity. It sounds, like, it sounds like you got to pay extra. For have that. you ever had an Have you ever had an old fashioned <laughs> star spangled snow job? Anybody? <laughs> let us know. That's, the, that's at least that's at least twenty five dollars on a good day. That's whew. Uh, now we're at night. Hank is in there brushing his teeth. He's getting ready for bed. Uh, you can tell because he's in his white t shirt and his boxers. Yeah, that's, uh, all he, that's his. It's his default. It's his bed uh, attire. Uh, Peggy and Bobby kind of sneak in while he's doing that, and she's telling Bobby, get the keys to his truck from his pants while I distract him. Go, go. And she just kind of comes in and leans on the bathroom door to distract Hank. She's like, oh, honey, is the grout cracking on the tub again? And uh, he, of course, Hank, taken back, he's like, "Uh, what? Oh, good Lord. And he starts looking at it. Bobby grabs the keys. (laughs) Yeah, she knows exactly Exactly how to get him him going. So now they're sneaking out of the house together. Uh, and Peggy's like, now at night, Mr. Dotree keeps that flag folded in his garage. So if we, and she looks out and goes, oh, shit, the flag is still up. It's not only up, Bill has put a spotlight on it just to piss off Khan. Well, no, well, well, maybe to piss off Khan, but actually that's a rule. So if it's uh, up at night, if you have a flag up at night, it has to have lights yeah. on it. Yeah. yeah. It has to have lights well, he's on got it. it. I'm, I'm 100% certain he's got it up still to piss off Khan. And yeah. now that he's having to illuminate it, I can't even imagine what Khan's thinking. Uh, Peggy goes, oh, oh, all right, uh, change in plan. Uh, I've taken down laundry. I can take down a flag. And Bobby says, well, I can drive a truck. You've got your, like, 11-year-old kid driving a truck at this point, Peggy. Maybe your, your plan has gone a little off the rails. Way uh, off the rails. She's like, oh, yeah. And then uh, you see Peggy unscrew the floodlight, uh, and then Bobby's backing in the truck, and she's like, okay, a little more, a little more. Keep it coming, keep it coming, and <laughs> you hear that. Uh, Bobby hits the flagpole. She goes, okay, okay, you're fine. Here you are. All right, let's fold as we go. And remember, we're stealing this flag. We're not disgracing it. Ready? And then as soon as she grabs the rope, the rope starts burning her hands, and the whole damn flag just falls on the ground. So the flag has been disgraced mm-hmm. already, right? It's touched the ground. Second it hits the ground, yeah. Yeah, and so they they ball it up and they put it in the back of the truck. And the next thing we see, they're pulling up to a uh, a red light, and a cop pulls up next to them. And she's like, "Don't look over." Oh wait, no, 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 no. That makes you look guilty. Look over. So they both look over at the same time at the cop, and then give him a big ass chit eating grin. Yeah, <laughs> it's a like weird the grin, most. Yeah. It is. It is the most guilty looking thing ever. And she just goes, "Oh, perfect." Uh, now we're at Tom Landry Middle School in the middle of the night. Uh, and <laughs> they get out of the truck. They go back to the back, and they find out that there's no flag back there. Apparently, the flag fell out. Uh, and she says, the flag, quick, Bobby, get in the truck. We have to retrace our steps. Uh, and she starts to back up the truck, and she goes over a big bump. Uh, she has now run over the flag. So the flag is drug on the ground. She's now run it over with the truck. She's like, oh, no, Bobby, get out and check. And he goes, oh, please let it be a speed bump, speed bump, speed bump. And he goes, nope, it's a flag, and it's wrapped around the axle. And so he has to start dragging it off of the axle and stuff, and he's ripping the flag. He's like, all right, slowly drive forward. And you hear <laughs> just ripping. He goes, okay, okay, you're free. Now they're in the cafetorium on the stage, and they've got the flag hung up, and it is ripped, and there's tire marks on it. It is in bad, bad shape. Bad shape, terrible shape. And she says, when you start your speech, I'll pull a rope, and old glory will unfurl behind you. Then hold for applause. 
when we get the music pumping and the dry ice all going and those flares are lit, they will not know what hit them. I want to see what the flares look like from the back of the house. She goes to the back of the cafetorium. She's looking up front. She goes, light the flares, Bobby. And the whole room just lights up orange, you know, like flares. You don't put flares inside. Flares. Uh, so for, for any children oh that are watching, God, flares. don't try that at home. No, man. Do no, not, not light, flares. Don't light flares at all. And if you do light them, light them outside. I'd like a, I'd light a damn uh, sparkler or a, or a it should, M80 well, or actually, something inside before I light a flare. Don't light flares outside. Especially if you're in Texas, because it's mm. real dry right now. It's real hot mm. and dry. And yeah, that's absolutely true. You know, it was kind of weird. They were, they were showing, like, a, a fire map or whatever of, like, dry areas. And it was just, like, our little area right here where we're at was yeah. okay. And it was, like, everywhere around us was, like, high oh, risk I don't for fires. It. I don't doubt it. Uh, so she says, I'm going to go back there. It lights up all orange. And then it goes, oh, they're beautiful. This is going to work. Then you start seeing the flames flicker. Uh, we hear flames roar and Bobby screams and she goes, oh, good God, no. And then the alarm goes off. The sprinklers turn on. She's like, Bobby, save the flag. You hear her from Bobby on the stage because you never see it burning. He goes, it's already burned and wet. Uh, <laughs> so they have they have literally destroyed this flag. Vandalized the school, too. Oh, right? my God. At the same, yeah. same time here. Yeah, nobody ever brings that up. Uh, but <laughs> they, they, they pull up. And they've got the flag in a giant wet ball in the back of the truck. Uh, and uh, she goes, uh, just don't stand there. Rip it down and let's get out of here. She, they speed off in the truck. Um, you see them pull into the garage. They pull the door down. And there's just that wet ball of a, of a flag out in the middle of the street at this point. They just like, <laughs> screw it. They, they just, just go it. In. Yeah, somebody oh, will see it terrible. and they'll figure it out. It's terrible. <laughs> Next thing we get is next morning, and Bill is just crying and moaning and wailing over this wet ball of a flag that's in the middle of the of the street. What kind of animal would do such a thing? A bear? A bear? <laughs> a bear. A bear. That's what he's in the middle of town in Texas, and he, he, he goes straight a, to bear. He thinks a bear balled up the flag. Uh, okay, so the next thing we've got is uh, oh, by the way, as he's as he's bawling and crying over this thing, you see this little group come around and Boomhauer comes over and he's got his Japanese Komodo on and he takes it off in the middle of it and like tries to cover up Bill with it, you know, because yeah, he's in to shock. Put on his shoulders, yeah, yeah, and and he's wearing these tiger striped uh, underwear, his usual panties. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah, little chonies. The next thing we see is uh, now they're back on the army base and they're having a flag burning ce ceremony, uh, and you hear uh, Bill say, "I present this flag for final inspection and fitting disposal, sir." We're back at Fort Blanda. Uh, and the guy says, uh, has this flag been inspected by the sergeant at arms? You hear another guy say, yes, sir. Uh, sergeant, what does the inspection show, and what do you recommend? The other guy says, since the flag has become old, ripped, wet, burned, and soiled upon a tribute of service, I recommend that it fittingly be destroyed by burning, sir. And everybody is gathered there. Bobby's there, and he's looking super guilty as they finally burn this flag and take care of it. Yeah. Uh, the next day at Tom Landry Middle School, we're at the assembly in the cafetorium, and uh, Principal Moss comes up and goes, and the JV basketball team collected $24.60. Well, short of their goal. $24.60. Well wow. <laughs> I want to know where the 60 cents came from. Yeah, Principal Moss says, and now it's my honor and privilege to introduce one of TLMS's best and brightest. Look out for this kid, Bobby Hill. And then uh, you see the teacher 
the uh, one played by uh, Heather Locklear. She mm-hmm. says, uh, I go away for three years, and you take my parking space right from under me. No, ma'am. And she's got a camcorder out because she wants to see this apology. You know, she wants to humiliate Peggy Hill. Uh, Bobby comes out on the on the stage, and he gives a hell of a speech here. He's like, uh, I'm not a banker or a lawyer, but I believe in getting credit where credit is due. A great writer wrote these words, my mom, Peggy Hill. She also wrote my essay and many of yours. Peggy comes out on stage, and she kind of waves at people. Uh, he goes, what has this school taught us about the flag? I say the Pledge of Allegiance every day, but I don't know what it means. And it's kind of panning through the audience and all the kids. He goes, I hear the Star Spangled Banner before every football game, but by oh say can you see i'm looking for the guy with the peanuts he says but today i watched a grown man cry while his flag burned and it kind of shows bill out in the audience he goes and when i saw how much it meant to him i realized how much it should have meant to me so tomorrow if you're sitting next to me in detention and one of your spitballs comes anywhere near that flag you better watch your back tom landry rules and then everybody's just cheering and clapping and everything Yeah, yeah peggy's just god bless america the teacher is just completely shocked because it didn't go the way she wanted it to. Nope, not at all. Principal Moss comes out and goes, that, that, that was terrific, Bobby. I can see why you got an A. Now let's bring on the marching band. And, and this was, that's it. We get credits. And this is like pre-9-11. Uh, that's true. And Because after that, it was like. Oh, yeah. People, you, you talk about burning a flag, people string you up. People that never participated in anything yeah. like that yeah. it changed how they thought and felt about the world absolutely and, and uh ever since you know 9-11 made me terrified of elevators oh really yeah maybe absolutely terrified huh. of elevators hmm. it's terrible coming up here oh yeah i, don't, I, I like I, don't, I would rather uh, i know it's a if, if it wasn't if it was only like four floors up yeah. i would take yeah. the i would take the stairs just really? to go to four floors wow. but i take the i'll take the elevator since that's yeah. no other choice but you know like one or two floors of elevator yeah i know that if i fall i'll survive it you know, I know that it's something, though, but huh? 21, that's high. 21 up. floors. That's about yeah. as high as it gets yeah. uh, in, in, in these parts. This is a good episode, though. It's, uh, I like it. It, yeah. it moved along at a good clip. It's got some decent jokes in it. It's it's uh, a little bit of Bill here and there. Not much Dale. Not much Dale, which is uh, good. Not much Luann. Just one the one couple of lines. Which we love Luann. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, love yeah, Luann. love Luann. She's, she's an idiot, but we love her. Uh, and then after the credits, we hear Bobby again say, what works for me, see, is the Coco. So that's his, big, that's his big that's his big deal. All right, so uh, that is it. Season four, episode eleven, Old Glory. Good episode. You want to tell people where they can find us? We're halfway through this season too. I think. <coughs> yeah, yeah, I think we're at the halfway. Yeah, mark I think it's right twenty-two. Now. Is right? it twenty-two? Yeah. I don't know. Pretty sure. Uh, let's see. Usually it was twenty-two, twenty something. Yeah, but you can find us at uh, bwaaakoth.com, or you can find us at. Uh, uh, roguemedianetwork.com as well. Roguemedianetwork.com. Uh, it actually has 24. So 24. Yeah, we're close. We're, so close we're very enough. close. Yeah, one more. Yeah. So next uh, next week will be the halfway point to season four. And uh, good luck stopping us at this point. Yep, so we're there. Yeah, we're, we're just going to keep rolling. Going. Well, thanks again for joining us, guys. And we will see you on Friday. Or talk to you, at least on Friday. Wimitanye. Wimitanye, indeed. <laughs> This has been a Rogue Media Network production.